Grand Canyon University makes earning your degree possible with over 130 academic programs for traditional campus students with more than 80 bachelor's programs offered online. GCU provides you with the personal support you need from complimentary unofficial transcript evaluations within 24 business hours to scholarships, academic support, and your GCU graduation team led by your own university counselor. Find your purpose at GCU. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu. For us, what we do is just conversate. We just get to know people, and that's what our listeners come on for, is just to get to know who these people are and get to know their stories. All right, everybody, welcome back to the TNQ Podcast. I'm your host, Marcus Luttrell. Every week, it's my job to fire you up, to ignite the legend inside of you, and to push you to your greatness. Join me every week as I take you into my briefing room with some of the most hard-charging people on the planet. They're going to show you how to embrace the suck of life, teach you the values of working your ass off, and charge through whatever life throws at you. This is the Team Never Quit Podcast. Podcast. So buckle up, buttercup. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Team Never Quit Podcast. As always, thank you guys for listening and watching, and please don't forget to hit that like and subscribe button. So today, we are going to do something special, uh, like something like we do at the end of every year. We're going to give ourselves a little recap of what we've done and just go through each episode and show you what we've learned a little bit. So... We are going to start off with Rishi Sharma, who do y'all, would y'all like to say anything about that? I loved the Rishi Sharma episode. I was so impressed with his passion for keeping the stories of the World War II veterans alive and just his whole mission on that. Um, And then after the episode, I actually like looked up several of the YouTubes that he did and I bawled my eyes out. It, he does these full hour, two hours, sometimes three hour interviews as long as the veteran will talk for and they tell their entire story. And it's it's really special. I really wish uh, we could have, we talked about it, but I really wish we could have had like a um, World War II like a, I don't know, like a whole um, section of World a War whole II. Segment on yeah, it. like a segment just Team, on yeah history. Yeah. yeah, just on World War II history, where we record something with the guys that he records every week. But uh, it's just too hard to coordinate that. But I really loved that episode. What about you? What'd you learn? I think uh, just how he goes and finds all these veterans out there and. Just gets to have a really nice conversation with each of them and gets to learn their stories and tell their stories. I think that's something that I haven't really seen too much before, especially by somebody that young, 25 years old, same age as me. Um, it's really cool to see him doing that. Yeah, I agree. And the fact that he doesn't have any family that fought in World War II. Boom. Yeah, he no. pretty much just backs, backpacks around and... And lives out of his car, kind of going to talk with all these people. So you're the whole time 
you've been growing up always taught you to go out and learn never meet a stranger kind of go talk to everybody mm-hmm. so and every time we would send you to a, a university or a school or some kind of class to make you better we would always be putting you in front of somebody else that would teach you something or tell you something right right mm-hmm. what do you think interviewing all of those people i mean i'm sitting down with wisdom i mean now don't we hide that in certain places as most people won't go in there and talk to them but what they tell you and what they say is straight into the point. I'd imagine he learned more doing, I mean, doing that for the veterans, that's amazing. That's another side, that, that's the main side of it. But the other side of it is I was imagine what he took from that mm-hmm. and what he knows now. Yeah, you always say the, to always go up to the person with the white hair. That's it. And I'm sure he's got to talk to, talk to you, man. To They'll tell you it. something. They'll give you the best one liners. Oh, give it to, yeah, and they want to tell you. I think something happens when you get to that age and they love sitting around and talking. And I think there's a certain age when you're supposed to be able to sit around and listen. And if you're in, in, in that part of it, man, go go do that. That's my favorite. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a great episode. All right, and then then we got Brother Luck, uh, celebrity chef. He had won a, what was the TV show called? Chopped. He's on Chopped, right? Chopped. Or Top Chef. Top Chef, both, right? Yeah, he he won a challenge from them. And we need to have him out and do something. He did. He has um, a couple of restaurants too. We need to go. Yeah, yeah. One it was Asian fusion or something. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we've got Keith Nightingale, that guy right there. Every like when you're walking around, you're talking to military, especially when all those military people get together and names start getting dropped and everything like that. And then in, when those two worlds, the civilian world and the military world, clash, sometimes you hear about these guys that get somehow, some way, manage to get into every kind of environment. Yeah, that was him. Mm-hmm. I remember calling all the boys in the Rangers and all that stuff like that, and they were like, "Yeah, man, he's the freaking legit." So I enjoyed that. Keith Nightingale, yeah, that was really interesting. And what I loved about him is not only did he, he was in Vietnam and had... Everything. I mean, he did a lot of stuff. He was, I mean, a total badass. But now he's really involved with the June uh, 7th... Um, is That's it June 7th? Up. Yeah, the Normandy. That's the 80th anniversary's coming up. And he's the one who, who orga- he organizes that. And <laughs> he said, like, that's his biggest passion now is... He was there for the first reunion. Should we go? We should go to that. Yeah, we talked about it with him. Well, all the boys, I was at the table yesterday, mm-hmm. and they were all talking about it. Yeah, it's how he before. described that. You could tell, like him talking about his past, that he was just, you know, oh, it's whatever. But then to hear the excitement and passion in his voice when he started talking about the World War II vets. And specifically about going to Normandy and doing that experience on the anniversary. So I I thought that was really cool. I really have enjoyed. you seen that? I have not seen that. No. I need to check that out. Yeah. I haven't seen it either. I think we need to go because that that big anniversary is coming up. And there's not too many of them left. Okay, so then we have the story of Medal of Honor recipient Jason Dunham, uh, told by two of his teammates, and that was really special. I think it's super important that everybody learns about our Medal of Honor recipients. So it was mm-hmm. a great show. That'll be in the day. Anybody telling one of those stories, if you hear any of that, I mean, if you want to hear great actions of heroism, I mean, at its finest, as far as any human being could probably take it, then those are the ones, those are the best ones for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And then the Yusuf, um, 
his episode was so interesting because we got kind of a, a look into something that we don't see often. He was a terp. Um, that, Interpreter. Yeah, that worked with the SEAL teams, um, American, and he worked with the Canadian forces, I believe. He did a lot. Yeah, if I remember correctly, it was Canadian forces and uh, U.S. forces. And I had a lot of fun talking to him. Yeah, that was interesting. A, fun, a lot of fun working with them. Mm-hmm. And then we've got uh, Shay Haver. She was one of the first females to ever uh, graduate from Ranger School. And uh, she went to West Point. All right. And then we got Robeshaw. I still talk to him. Wait, wait. We have Chris Miller, too. Chris Miller, the former Secretary of Defense. Funny uh, guy. Yeah. Real funny guy. I think that episode was. That was a fun one to I feel film. like he's kind of the guy you would want in that department. <laughs> yeah, he, he has he was a cracking great that personality. Yeah, a great sense of humor. If you, when you go into the now that we're all in the obviously in the political realm, uh-huh. then you go up there and you see who who runs what and the personalities that go with it. I mean, some of those, some of them are great. Uh-huh. Yeah. All right, and then we've got Chad Robichaux. He was super funny, but also great story. He's had his hands in lots of different pots. I mean, he was a force. Uh, recon marine and then he started the then he did cia work and then he did he has the mighty oaks foundation which is really awesome and we have a lot of friends that have gone through that um and then he had uh save our allies he works on save our allies which is was very involved with the withdrawal of afghanistan the ukraine war just when there's chaos in the world he shows up. He comes and helps them. Yeah. He's got some crazy stories about saving tons of people, shipping mm-hmm. them out of Ukraine and Afghanistan. Mm-hmm. Oh, hey, just, just wait. Wait till the writers go off strike and start doing and getting in there and start rewriting. And when the, the these kind of stories come back online, the war stories are one thing. Mm-hmm. The true but then there's that silent war that's been going on afterwards is when everyone else is in a war and we kind of start... Playing with them. Yeah. Yeah. He's real involved in like the aftermath of not just war, but not our wars, but when other people in trouble are in trouble, he goes to help. Right. Then we had on uh, our good friend, Sydney Blair, who's a local native. Sydney Blair. Local native. That's a great way to say that. <laughs> freaking guy I've been, been around since I was a kid, dude. Sydney Blair. Like guardian angel kind of. Has bodyguard. done like every local. I called him world police. Because he's been, he's gotten his hand to everything, got to see so much. He's like, he's done everything for work for like the sheriff's department. He works. He's, he's an air marshal. The air marshal, the SWAT team, the gang unit. He's done Secret all service. the things. He's just so funny. He's a guy when, like, when he walks in the door, it's like, oh, you're a cop. Yeah, he does look <laughs> like a cop. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, <laughs> immediately. I, yeah, I feel like there are certain people down here that no matter what they want to do, like, hey man, I get that. Mm-hmm. But your ass looks like this. Yeah. yeah. You were born to do this. Yeah, you were born to do that, right? Yeah, and, yeah. He does it well. Yeah, exactly. And then he Freaking retires, great. and he gets bored, and he's like, oh, I'm going to go back to being a cop. And I, he ended Like up, one day later, yeah. or like one week. And he went through the whole training again, because he wanted to show them that he was still in physical shape He's the kind to of guy to hang out with. Yeah. This is what you got to look up to, Hunter. Yeah, he's a great guy. That was a great episode. For sure, for And then sure. we've got your brother... The congressman. The, the congressman. congressman Morgan Luttrell. It's about time for the yearly uh, check-in. Yeah, we yes, need Morgan. Is. Morgan's going to be coming on soon. But that was awesome to have him come on as a congressman. It was Maybe the first we, time. How about that? <laughs> so crazy. 
I look like a freaking. I just got out of the prison, man. And he, <laughs> and, he and he's a freaking congressman. I'm so I was so proud of him. I I don't think I ever told him that either, man. To go through all that, I I I learned more about our our community and our town and stuff watching him do that. And I, we grew up around here, right? So it was even more fun watching him have to do that. I didn't have to get my ass kicked like he did on that. I feel like that was a a blessing. Yeah, he's, you know what I mean. He's handling it well. We have a lot of people that ask us, do you think he's having fun up there? And he's not, no. I'm like, why? how in the world do you have Matter fun? Fact, if you if you talk to your politician, they're like, oh, it's a great time. The, you need, they need to re, go to retire. Yeah, yeah. Morgan, would. I don't think he would say he's having fun. He's just getting the job done. He, said, he will absolutely tell you he's not having fun. Yeah. But he's I mean, doing I think it. he's very, very upfront about that. But he's doing it because he believes he he can do it, and he's serving his people. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. Oh, he can do it. He was geared for it. Mm -hmm. That mean-ass attitude he had the whole time growing up and everything <laughs> like that is, is perfect for that situation. Mm -hmm. It's perfect to go up against the people that want to tear our country down. I learned more going up there and watching him getting in, inducted. What's the word we're using? Sworn uh, in. When he was getting sworn in? Yeah, inducted the inauguration. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Just sitting up there. And it, it was extended because the, the leader, the speaker, excuse me, the speaker was getting nominated. Yeah, because they couldn't nominate they it. They couldn't agree on the nomination. Yeah, so the the episode with Morgan as a congressman, the first episode back, was really cool. We loved having him. Um, Jordan Harbinger, that was a great episode. He's got a great podcast himself. He has a crazy just life story being kidnapped twice. <laughs> In um, two separate countries. Yeah, two separate countries. Just There's got to be a movie on that. Day. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, some of the greatest movies ever are about boring is, is about boring things. Yeah, and, and I feel like that one right there has got it. Yeah, yeah. he he was a crazy one. And then we had on uh, Mike. Mike Gabler, who was a Survivor so I, winner. I still talk to him. Yeah, I talked to him. I keep in touch with him. Yeah, I talked to him recently as well. Um, he was one Survivor of the show, and then turned around and donated the entire million dollar prize. To veteran charity. Yeah, to different veteran charities. He's awesome. We he sent me a badass blade too. He's really yeah. awesome. Yeah, we loved that show. That was that was a good one. And then, uh, so Mike Day. Yeah. Update on him. He took his life. Yeah, Mike Day was shot twenty-seven times in war, and overcame that, and ended up taking his own life several years later, and. It, just a terrible tragedy, terrible loss for our community. So we reposted this episode the week that um, that he passed away in honor of him. And just so, so you if can you get to know just, him. Okay, I'm not talking to anybody else out there besides guys who have a sealed trident that has been pinned on your chest by the United States of America. If you have a problem with anything, if something's getting out of whack on you, then check, check in. My, my brother's a congressman now. He's got an office in D.C. You got a problem, you find him, and we'll fix it. No more killing yourselves and taking your ass offline without permission. That, <laughs> without that's permission. all I got. Well, I mean, 
if anyone is struggling with suicide, get help. There, the world is not better without you. There, everyone has their individual purpose. And there's so many people that struggle with suicide and we don't talk about it enough. They're, get help. There's people that love you. There's people that don't even know you that love you. So please get help. I agree. And then we had Drago. <laughs> Drago, what a crazy guy. Hey, you should, what what an exceptional human being. There's a couple he's, guys down here. Awesome. That, he is, man, all that. What's the word that encompasses all that? And talking about the American dream coming from this place or that place to this place, the, 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 I'll never forget when he said, because we lived in the ghetto, but it, looked, it felt like a kingdom. Mm-hmm. That's perspective. Yep. Mm-hmm. That is absolute perspective. Most people overlook that, man. But I, I, like I was in combat with that guy back when we were in the SEAL teams, man. When I thought I was the baddest man thing walking around, <laughs> and he would walk in, and I'd be like, wow, you know, <laughs> Seriously. You, yeah. And we talked about this the other day, me and some of my buddies when I was at the table. And like all the movies that, that they've made about war and all the documentaries that you all see – there's something that's not there, all right? And it's the mood that we're in. Mm-hmm. There's an absolute mood that goes with war when you go in there. It, it, it jumps on you the minute you step into the arena, and it's it's different. I've never felt it anywhere else. I never. It doesn't exist anywhere else unless you're in that. And that, that's not what he looks like. Mm-hmm. That is not what that dude looks like. Right? He looks like a freaking my dad or a preacher, <laughs> the freaking drama teacher. That's who he looks like. He looks like a damn drama teacher at a four A high school in somewhere. Oh man! I can assure you that is not what that dude looks like in real life, man. And uh, it was awesome being out there with yeah, him. Yeah, we've got some other pictures of him after. Holy I shit. guess there's that one picture. Dude, uh, when he's standing there, his hair looks like blowing like the Hulk and shit. He's got, he can't, <laughs> couldn't even put his body armor on. I don't know why he even had to wear it, dude. Not a, like a bullet would kill him, man. Like that. He, that's the type of reputation this dumb bitch had. Excuse me, that this gentleman had when we were in. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm somebody, sure that's hard to get. Oh, it is. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got to earn the, and especially in our communities, man. If you hear some stuff about it, especially if all of us are saying it, yeah, then you—that's how you know it. We got them. It's just like any any place else. So we had to split up his episode into two because one portion was mostly about him growing up in Poland and what that was like, and then the transition of him becoming an American, and he was so proud to become an American. He's an American. That—that's what. An, yes. The American dream. He lived that, and if if you have to. Being born here's one thing, mm-hmm. but then there's people who earn that sucker, and they, yeah. that carries a lot of more probably more weight. That yeah. it just does when you have to earn something. Because he was a political prisoner in Poland for uh, speaking out against the the government, or actually uh, printing papers Went about to the, the gulag. Yeah, and he was. He was a political how awesome prisoner. Is that? So yeah. I mean, that cool? it just adds on to how intense yeah. that and guy so, is. I mean. I, the who, reason who, 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 what movie characters does he is he in real <laughs> He's the real character in real life. I'm trying to figure out who that is, man. Dude, I, I yeah. Stuck his ass in the freaking gulag. Man. So the reason we have two uh episodes about him is because of that. And then the second portion is him in the SEAL teams 
So he really got to live the American dream. And now he's raising... He came from that to, to, be, to being a SEAL. That's, yeah. a, that's completely different altogether. Now he's a computer nerd. He's got kids. He's got stuff. kids. He's got a beautiful wife. And they just have like this all-American yeah, yeah. family. Talking the phone, he's like, Marcus, how you doing? <laughs> <laughs> I'm great, bro. How are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. It's just, yeah. yeah. It's so funny. It's, just, it's mind-blowing. Because it doesn't seem like it was that long ago. I know it was a long time ago, man, when we were like that, but... He's a great guy. Great so I hope you man. get to listen to both of those episodes. Those were great. And then we had Cujo. He was a fighter pilot. Um, he had some crazy stories, too, just getting the name Cujo. He uh, talked okay, about so that. Okay, so he's so freaking lucky with that. Well, let me tell just to exp- retell the story on how pilots get their call signs which air pilots have the best kind of gig. They really do, man. And then their their call signs. If you come around like with Cujo, if it's something really cool, it's usually they're not cool. Like people don't like them. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Like if you have a if your call sign's like toe jam or shit bag or something <laughs> like that, man, that you're a badass. It's reversed. Yeah. <laughs> but then although because frogmen have such a deranged kind of a way of looking at things like Cujo obviously is that's you look at it as a cool call sign, but it's not. Yeah. Um, yeah, he was yeah, fun. Yeah, that was fun. They got the best stories. And you think we, team guys got the best stories? They're freaking pilots, man. Then we had Jeremy Mayhew. Um, he was guy. also in the SEAL teams, and he has dedicated his post-team life to fighting human trafficking. And he's developing this really awesome app that every one day everyone will have on their phones that's a good guy because um, – He's basically through AI being able to like filter out who is involved with human trafficking Mm -hmm. and you can have it on your app uh, and know the people you interact with. So that's really, really cool. And we hope to see that become successful soon. Um, Then Sarah Verardo. Sarah Verardo, badass woman. We found out about her through... Uh, Robichaux. She runs Save Our Allies. Her husband was, um, he was injured really, really bad. And it, it she is a hundred percent caretaker of him. And she has, I think three daughters as well. And on top of that, she runs, she's constantly running this organization like when the the, Af- the Afghanistan withdrawal happened she was the one scheduling planes to pick them up she was the one talking to all of the people on the ground and networking and communicating with all of them to make everything run smoothly yeah the women are the ones that usually do yeah, that yeah she's awesome Never so forget that, son <laughs> <laughs> no yeah. she's a go getter she's a total go getter so that's a great episode too. Um, she's have, a ride or die. She is she's a ride not a go getter. Yeah, that chick's ride or die. Yeah, yeah. whole different category <laughs> altogether. Those, those, those types. Yeah, percent. And then we have Trevor. Trevor Millar. Still Ooh. got him. We still have yeah, him. Got him. He man. just yeah. uh, just came and spent Thanksgiving holidays with us. Yeah. Yes. Him and Lee. Yep. So Trevor runs. Ambio Life Sciences down in Mexico, and they do psychedelic treatments, um, not just for veterans. They actually do it for anyone who needs it, anyone battling addiction, or um, there's lots of reasons you would do the medicine, but he runs that, and he's literally saving lives. 
He's the great man. He's awesome. Yeah. And then we had Brian Ray. Brian was an Army Ranger. He had a pretty... Um, pretty traumatic experience yeah. out there. That's a, a good episode that I definitely highly recommend going to check out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he gets kind of emotional in it. And it, it will bring a tear out in your eye just hearing his... Yeah. You could tell he went through a tough time. If we can get each one of them in here to tell those stories, I mm-hmm. mean, because of the backgrounds where they come from, then the units that we go into, each unit has its own particular AL. Well, used to be. And we're kind mm-hmm. of a hodgepodge now. But I don't know. I feel like that we had to go through all of that to get to this, to get that perspective, to get to this point, to explain it back, to mm-hmm. help people what they're going through now. It's like we had we got shotgunned into the war first, but because the, the war's actually here now. Mm-hmm. And people are going through it, and then you have examples like him. But yeah. Right. Yeah. And then to piggyback off of crazy experiences and traumatic experiences, Shiloh Harris, who we had next, also had a crazy traumatic uh, experience. All the blast guys. Yeah, IED blast. Yeah, man, they, they, that's a different kind of... There's a funny story that he told, though, because I, I think that... A lot of times we look at guys like that and we you can see their physical wounds and you a lot of women especially will feel sorry for them. But they have this huge sense of humor and it's how they hold up their character. <laughs> yeah, he and did. he tells a story of going hat shopping and he has ear prosthetics and he puts the hat on and his ears fell off <laughs> and the lady just imagine that? could not imagine she was like what the heck and he goes the hat the hat doesn't fit <laughs> <laughs> yeah he had such a great sense of humor yeah, they do yeah, his sense of humor is awesome especially if they start working you with it yeah i loved his story for sure and Billy Shelton. Billy Shelton is... That was a group podcast. That was a group podcast. There was... um, Tommy Richardson was in there. Like, pretty much the crew that... Even Morgan came in. Yeah, Morgan came in for it. But that was... That's Marcus's crew from where he grew up. It's not all of them, but there's... It's all the SEALs. It's all... It's the core group. That is them growing up and training. Billy Shelton physically and mentally trained these boys to get through buds. And he he really does have like a dad. Um, it was great to have kinda, yeah. Yeah, he's like a dad figure to y'all. Well, let me tell you something. Yeah, comparing to my dad, I'm yeah. a mean son of a gun. <laughs> freaking God. <laughs> Some bitch could bring a beat down. Yeah, Billy's great. I hope you listen to that episode. And then we have Randy Beausoleil. Randy was in the SEAL teams. Wasn't he one of your instructors? He was your officer. Great, yeah, great career. Got to do a lot, so much cool stuff. I've known him from the the day I walked into SEAL training up until now, and he lives down the road. And then we we have breakfast with each other, me, and a few other SEALs every every Saturday at the table. 
And now he has a book and he works with a fishing pole company. Yeah, he does a little bit of everything. Yeah, old 18 fishing pole. I actually bought a couple of the fishing poles and they're really awesome. They uh, freaking better be because uh, we know who makes them. <laughs> yeah, don't let us, we'll, we'll write a critique on them suckers. Yeah. And then we have Kelsey. She started the uh, Brass Unity bracelets. Um, she was a Canadian combatant vet, and she started this awesome business and has turned that into a, a whole thing. Harm. Jay, Jay Harmon, man. This, this is a freaking guy who got a hold of me right when I got back from Afghanistan. He, uh, in the hospital, actually. One of my docs. He was, uh, he was a PJ. He had a good story as well. He does. He's got a great story. He had a great career. Yeah. He was one of those guys, right place, right time, and then he had, well, he got some freaking balls at Clank, too, because he, he would just jump into stuff and, and, and get it done. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, on his side of the the fraternity, or he, he got a lot. And I mean, he was, was in forever, wasn't he? Yeah, I think still. I mean, who knows? Who knows what this freaking guy? <laughs> I mean, I don't even know. He's also like, got some a great of the guys head of hair. Got a hold of me, man. They're t- they're so damn top secret. I'll say their names. People are like I don't know, you know, whatever. Who's that? <laughs> yeah, he is a great guy. Uh, it's never the ones you think. Too. He is, man. He's the nicest dude. Mm-hmm. And they're the ones that can get stuff out of you. Like right. I, when I got back, you got to think them. I was probably kind of vulnerable. So the first people they put around me were the ones that helped. I don't mold me back, hold that shit, that you know, kind of like a cast, hold everything to, together. He definitely was. We're still friends. We're still together. We still talk. Yeah, and so he actually worked on you uh, during Red Wing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, and then the next episode was behind the uniform. This was a video that we did a couple of years ago, actually during quarantine when we couldn't do anything in person, and we mm-hmm. interviewed uh, over Zoom. Some of the family members of Red Wing and just got to know the guy behind the uniform a little bit. And we had never really released that episode or that recording before. I think it was just like a Facebook release. But yeah. It wasn't that uh, that viewed. Yeah. Think. So we decided to release this uh, the week of Operation Red Wing just to to honor the guys. And so you can kind of see who they are as men and not as seals. It was it was a really touching tribute to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we have Jonathan Harmon part two. Um, I mean, we went into depth with him, with everything. Yeah, that's just, we talked forever with, with him. Yeah, and it was good. Both everything episodes is really good. Are, are really good. Yeah, and then we've got Mike Glover. He is a retired Green Beret. Um, he does field craft survival. I kind of want to go to those courses. At I least think we one of them. An axe it hunter. Seems yeah, like, why not? Yeah. It seems like he. Now that the kids does. are getting old enough, it's like the new version of Scouts. Yeah. You got all these Green Berets and Seals and Rangers and Marines and Badasses teaching all these high end courses. I'm freaking dumping Axe and Alley into them things. <laughs> but I think, like, I want to do it. I think it'd be sweet. Yeah, I think we should do that. Okay, then we should do the wheel. Put all these things we want to go do on it, and then we spin it, and whoever comes up with that's what we do for the summer trip. Or a Christmas vacation, family vacation. We go do something like this. Let's yeah. do it. Um, and then we have Aaron Kendall. This was a re-release. We filmed this uh, a while ago, but Aaron Kendall is one of the best human beings alive. He has the funniest. I 
I think I gave myself, I injured myself laughing so hard <laughs> when he, he, he lost his arm. And what happened through the whole, not the fact that he lost his arm, the whole thing that happened after that, if, if you hadn't heard that story... I, I just thought, I'm sorry, man. I just thought that was freaking that I, guy. I, that, I had never heard Marcus laugh so hard. He was crying. I was he crying. Was laughing so hard. <laughs> I called Peter Berg and I was like, you're not going to believe this story. You need you need to make a movie out of it. And I never do that. I don't know bother them with anything. But when he told me what happened, that was one thing. Because he was a badass and got back. But what happened to the team guys that rolled in on him oh, yeah. in the following week is probably one of the greatest Navy SEAL stories I know. Which is in this episode, so you need to listen to it. But he is so funny. He has a great sense of humor. Um, Most team guys do. I in know, their own but... way. Yeah. Going back to like anybody that's had a pretty traumatic experience, they usually turned it around and oh, have a, yeah. a good... Funny the seals can teach you anything. It's how to do that. Yeah. I mean, them suckers can do that. Yeah. And then he went to really, Harvard Business School. He's when, a nerd. Yeah, now. after that. <laughs> but we need to have him back on. I really want to talk to him again. Yeah, he's done a lot of stuff since then. Um, so that was a great episode. Great guy. And then we had yeah, to go to friggin- San Diego. And we ran into... <laughs> and we ran into former governor Rick Perry while we were in San Diego, we happened to be staying at the same hotel, and we're like, "Do you want to do a podcast together?" And we had the best studio in San Diego, Loft One Hundred Studios. Loft One Hundred. They hosted. That place is great. They hosted us there. If you're ever out there and you need and get, get in there, if you yeah. Need, if that's if you gotta do a podcast or broadcast anything, go yeah, there. They great were, people. They were awesome. So they let us go in. Matter of fact, that was the best part about it. <laughs> that was the best part was going down and meeting them. And hanging out in their studio because we had a lot of fun with them. Yep. And we got to introduce Texas Tidbits with Governor Perry on that episode. We talked about some of his favorite uh, Texas history uh, things. And that was, I loved that. He's a great man. Yeah, that was great. He's, he's a great man. And we went into a backstory of like how Marcus and Rick met and their relationship. A lot of people don't understand that, but that was, if you listen to that episode, you'll understand and you'll get it. And it's, it's awesome. Their bond is very, very tight. And then. Oh, it'll be Mr. Benny Wiley. Benny Wiley. It's Mr. Benny Wiley. Morgan and I were flying back from Mississippi last night, uh, laughing our asses off. And then we tried to call him up in the middle of it, which is par for the course. But two greatest things to ever come out of Mahia, Texas or Anna Nicole Smith and Benny Wiley. Right? <laughs> and let me tell you something. If you, if you have a friend, like if you could find somebody where you could rely on them, just a genuinely great spirit and just a hardworking, an example. Mm-hmm. Like I've known this guy since college, man. We've been, I mean, him and Mojo just, I don't know. He's unbelievable. His his career path of being a strength coach and and in that in that world from all those universities and just watching each other like our whole crew grow up. So Benjamin got to grow up in that that arena from the Dallas Cowboys to freaking Texas Tech to U, uh, University of Texas and now he's at USC University and of Tennessee uh, University of Tennessee everything in between. Mm-hmm. His, his wife's got t- his twins are his boys are great. He's got a daughter. I mean. I don't know, man. He's just a good man. Just a man. great man. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Just a freaking... We got them. They're down here. They're, <laughs> they're rare, but... 
He's awesome. He's freaking one of them. And I tell you what, man, I'm in the worst damn mood or my life falling apart, man. I'll call him up. He'll usually be working out. <laughs> he's always working out. And he's out. always looked like that. If you, if you can see that picture of him, what he looks like right there, he looked like that since birth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like came out looking like a gym. <laughs> Like he just, he's always, he's never not looked like that. And he hasn't, his face hasn't aged. I'm saying like he's the one they molded every, with yeah. the, the perfect human being off of, that kind of, yeah. that kind of joke. He's like a smile. Even when we were growing up, man, and we were, we, right before we, no, man, let's do, that's a rabbit hole. Can't yeah, Matt Light, Matt was with the um, Patriots and three times Super Bowl champion. Yeah. And Matt started a foundation that he takes kids out and I mean, they do all kinds of stuff out in the woods and bonding and all that. And that's he's, a great example of what you're supposed to do. Yeah. I feel like when, when first of all, congratulations on three Super Bowls. That's huge. The yeah. Patriots had that run back. When, that was that, him. That, oh, I know. Mm-hmm. So I'm, and when those guys turn around, I feel like all the basketball coaches in the high schools should be professionals. Mm-hmm. They should go back to their town. They came from, and start giving that back, and he he definitely does that. He does. A lot that. of people do that. Yeah. No, I know, but I'm. Yeah. I'm reminding him. Yeah, he's just let him know. Let him know. Yeah, he did really well, and he still does really good work, and um, we hope to make it up. He's in Maine now, I believe. So we need to go up there and visit him. We did go to Maine though, which was one. If, if you haven't been there, go. Yeah, it's awesome. And then Matthew Linig. He was one of my instructors, and I did. I went to combat with him. He looks like a beast of a he guy, too. He freaking is. <laughs> and now he's a preacher. And yeah. this is the best part about, I think, our lives is when I run across a lot of the guys when I was in, like this particular gentleman right here. If you've ever seen a movie where in the beginning of it, the guy's real nice or he's a preacher and he speaks to you from Scripture and the Lord and his kids are wonderful and he's always motivating, that's him now. But when we were in, man... That freaking guy was terrifying. <laughs> freaking terrifying. I mean, it was it was unbelievable. It was an amazing it was an amazing time getting to deploy with him, and he's a great instructor too. Smart, God, dog, man. That freaking guy can teach you anything. He seems like he's a smart guy. He is. He can teach you anything. Yeah. Once he gets it, once he can figure it out, he can sit sit explain it to you in, in your language. His kids, I think, are off the chain geniuses. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty, pretty sure they sure are. They right? are, they are right? actual geniuses. geniuses? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm saying that straight up. I yeah, think they are. So mm-hmm. makes sense because he is. Um, then we had Johnny Strong. Johnny, like, wrote, directed, made this movie, um, and ended up having Mikey Sowers in it, and that's how we met him is through Mikey and Sam, mm-hmm. and they go through the whole filmmaking process and all of that. I mean, he did everything himself even like the cgi good, yeah. yeah did everything warhorse yeah. one it's on amazon prime good you gotta yeah. go check it out yeah it's uh last time i saw it it's been trending in yeah, the top so 10 for i mean i don't know how long but it's been so, a while that's awesome i had a lot of fun when he came out here yeah that's really cool uh, and then we have Cooper collins cooper is one of our good friends and he lives down the road he we named him the mad scientist because he comes up with all of these crazy things. If you ever wonder how any medicine is made or anything like that, you go to Cooper Collins. But yeah. Coop actually broke down kind of what what's wrong with America's uh, prescription 
program. Like, I don't understand the finances of it, but he has this idea that to me sounds brilliant. I hope everyone listens to the Cooper Collins episode. And he talks about uh, age reversal. He's always doing something. Yeah, new. how you can do age reversal. He's be- so we're 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 buddies. He's a lot of fun to have around. Yeah. At any point in time, you get bored throughout the day, or you need to find out something. He's definitely one to go to. That's an absolute fact. You're right about that. Yeah. And then we had Scott Mann. He's known as the warrior storyteller. He was a Green Beret, yeah. and now he has like a. I kind of compared it to Patriot Tour. He travels around and does a show, but it's an actual play, I believe. Um, And I'd like to go to one of those the next time. When we recorded with him, he had only had like two shows left and we couldn't make it, but I really want to do that one day. And then we had the border visit, which was pretty much just a recap of a border trip that we went down to. Uh, Definitely some... Touching stuff down there. Yeah, we actually got to go down to the Rio Grande Valley of Texas, and Marcus spoke at every station in the Rio Grande Valley. I think it was, was it 12 or something? 12, I believe. Yeah. There's something down there, man. It was a lot, and but it was good. I was, yeah, I had a blast. Mm-hmm. It was really good to see the agents, see what they're going through, and just to get a better understanding, because the news is crap. Um, so to see it with your own eyes. Well, the best part is I remember being in, sitting in those desks mm. and then someone coming in and talking and what, like who said what and who was there and what it meant and what, and all that. So being on this side, when I was, when you're in there doing that, it, it's, um, it's very different. Mm. Felt different. Yeah. But. How does that feel for you? I'm telling you, that's what I'm talking about. Like I never yeah. thought about it until I was looking right there, but I remember sitting in those chairs and when people come in, you know, you pay attention. Mm-hmm. Depending on who it was cool for them to show up for us. Yeah. And um, you could always tell when someone was preaching at you and trying to, hey, these are this is what we're going to do in the rules. And someone who was coming in and tell you, you know, fire your asses up. Mm-hmm. And then we have Aaron Murphy. Aaron Murphy has dedicated his life to changing the trajectory of lives down in Central America. And, he, I mean, it's all he does. He takes social media influencing to a level of using that for funding and giving back and literally changing lives of families down there. And a lot of special needs families, a lot of uh, handicapped families. It's to watch his page. Just gives, got a crazy story on top of that. Yeah. He Moving a, in and out of that, just dealing with all that stuff down there. Yeah. But if you ever just... Need to have like good feelies. <laughs> Go watch his page yeah. because it'll make you cry seeing all the good he does, and how appreciative all the families are. Then we had Corey Robertson. Corey Robertson, one of our very very good friends. Um, Corey and Willie had Duck Dynasty, the big TV show. That old family. Doctor Terry Fossum, veterinarian and surgeon that has a medicine. For dogs, specifically for dogs with cancer, uh, it's an all-natural medicine. She's doing great things. We've got Vince Rocco Vargas. He's another great one, man. The guys that come out of the SF and, and, and the military and go into the movie realm and do well, like coming from somebody, all they did is watch TV, and then you see them out there actually doing that stuff, it's, it's 
That's awesome, man. And then they're turning around and giving it back to all the guys that are coming out. They're actually creating platforms for people who are still in to get out to mm-hmm. to mirror. Yeah. Mar- Marsha Petrie Sue, she's like the ideal looking woman. She's so put together and perfect. But she also, she's the um, Game and Fishing Wildlife Commissioner for the state of Arizona. And she's an amazing hunter and fisherwoman. Um, love her. Mm-hmm. We have Cecilina Gracie, who I look up to. Uh, she one of my favorites. <laughs> a freaking badass. I Toughest love. Gracie out of all of them. She yeah. climbed Everest. She climbed Everest. With, Seven weeks, right? With just practicing for a little bit. Yeah. Her her granddaughter is... Or His grandfather. Grandfather. Grandfather is the one who invented the Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Mm-hmm. And that is just that insane. Yeah, that whole, a lot of fun whole, hanging out with her, man. That whole conversation with her is mind-blowing. Uh, that's definitely one that you got to go check out. Nick Allard, um, he is actually like following different people's stories in the Ukraine and p- making it a documentary. And he's just doing really good work. He's, he's been living out in Ukraine for the past year yeah, or so. Gave up his his life as he knew it in America. So mm-hmm. that's really awesome. Michael Halterman, First Marine Raider Battalion. Honor Foundation. And Honor Foundation. Great story and great foundation. Remy Adalecki. That's right. Remy. Remy is from Africa. Yeah. He's another all-American story. He's like a Wakanda story. Yeah. He, he he's something man from the it's kind of like another with Drago, the guys that came over here and had the path that they had and then became a seal and then afterwards successful in Hollywood. Yeah, another true American dream. And he's now writing and and making movies. Uh so it Lots of great work. He's got a TV show out now, too. Uh, Lauren Jeff Sandifer, they uh, started the Acton Academy, and they have a foundation as well. I highly recommend you listen to this episode just to learn about our education system and what other alternatives there are for your kids. Mm-hmm. Doc Parsley, another a retired SEAL, who uh, he invented a medicine that helps guys get off of Ambien but still helps them sleep, and it's through with all-natural medication. Yeah, he's got his own formula. Um, seems I was looking at some of the comments, and people have been trying it, and I've been seeing some good things. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, we have Cole Lyle. He um, started Kaya's Canines. He actually does a lot of stuff. He's a big advocate on Capitol Hill for different veterans' needs. Um, he was also a Marine. Uh, he, he does a lot of great stuff. I, that's an awesome episode as well. Dale Brisby. Dale came out to interview Marcus for his show, and <laughs> we decided to do an episode swap and we ended up playing that episode on here. So Dale Brisby has a Netflix show, How to Be a Cowboy. I mean, you were talking about comic genius. Man. Yeah, he's he's a good one. He's so funny. He captures lighting in a bottle there. Yeah. With it, with what they do. Yeah. So that is our 2023 recap. It was a good year. That was a fun one. My first year on the. On the sticks out here. So you got one year in here. Yep. 
What have you learned? All these teachers up here, from the day you started and when you came in here, the way you would talk on the microphone, mm-hmm. everything that you learned, what, do you, what are your thoughts? All the stories that I've heard. Um, so I've been listening to, to the podcast for a while, but it's really different to actually be in it and see it and get to hear these people's stories day in and day out and also get to know them whenever they come and visit. Uh, it's really life-changing. I feel like I've grown up a lot since since the beginning of the year. I've definitely been able to be a little more comfortable um, just in this kind of setting, uh, being able to talk to people, talk to people of that stature, I guess. Um, but overall, it's just been super cool and motivating to be able to listen and talk to these people. There's a huge difference between interviewing somebody and then when you're talking to them, you get to know them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And teaching you how to do that. Anywhere you go. When you just got back from a, a big a trip, you traveled all over the world. Yeah, took about a three. How many people don't do that? <laughs> don't leave the town that they grew up in? Mm-hmm. And I've sent you on, on trips to where you actually took a little sabbatical and went somewhere completely else. <laughs> It came back for three days and then then went on about your way. By yourself. That's a freaking superpower, man. It is. And that t- I say this on stage all the time. I was like, hey, look, man, the, the, the treasure chest that you were born in and around, the keys are way far away from here. Mm-hmm. And you travel out of here. Every time you come back, you come back stronger in our eyes, as a matter of fact. It's like what you've learned, your capabilities to deal with other people in their environments. Mm-hmm. Like the, the best martial art I could ever teach you, man, is to get along with people, but be yourself while you're trying to to get along with them. Like you got it, that. That's a that's an actual skill set you have to have. I mean, yeah, we always want you to be yourself, but when other people walk in there, you have to. You got to kind of be like them. Yep. And you do that phenomenally. So well done. I couldn't agree more. Thank you. You're welcome. And I love it. I love having this as a family episode. It's had lots of different turns throughout the years, but. To me, this is what feels right. We're we were never interviewers. Marcus is not a trained journalist. I'll see them again. Yeah, yeah. But that, that, I mean, that, that's the whole point about that. Is like you're just getting to know them, riding them on the team. So when you run into them, you've already got a background. Yeah. So for us, what we do is just conversate. We just get to know people, and that's what our listeners come on for is just to get to know who these people are and get to know their stories. If I could teach you how to get to know to some get to know somebody. Mm-hmm. It's a great skill to have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And also, for anybody out there that's listening, if you have anybody that you would really like to see uh, see us have a conversation with, please go right in the YouTube comments. I'll, I look at all of them. Go, uh, go check them out, and I'll be happy to reach out to them. Go give them a shot and see what we can do. We'd love to hear who y'all want to see. So... We would love that. Merry Christmas. Yeah. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Happy New Year. We're excited to start off 2024. We'll see you next week.